Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Trogs and also uh, Locked On Sooner, the special crossover segment here with our, our pal John Williams. This is fun. You know, we don't get uh, – there's not – unfortunately, there's not a ton of Big 12 Locked On hosts. We, we need a right. few more. So um, it, it's, it's kind of rare to get a week where we have two teams matching up. But OU and, and TCU matching up the Saturday night on ABC, um, getting the, the prime treatment with Kirk Herbstreet and that crew. And, John, OU coming off that emotional win against Texas. Um, so the quarterback situation, I know Oklahoma fans had been kind of clamoring for this. Uh, it came to fruition. Caleb Williams got out there. He looked really good. Lincoln Riley in his press conference today was noncommittal about what they're going to do going forward. But what, what do you think is most likely as far as this upcoming game, if, if they split snaps or um, who, who ends up starting on Saturday night? Yeah, the other thing that Riley mentioned in his press conference today was that he really doesn't want to play two quarterbacks. He's, he thinks it just messes with the rhythm and the timing a little bit too much with the offense. So I, I anticipate it's going to be Caleb Williams. I don't think you can look at what he did on Saturday, the, the way that the team responded to him being in the game, uh, and, and then change and go back to Spencer Rattler. I, I think the body language that Spencer Rattler showed on Saturday – combined with the, the ability that Caleb Williams showed behind the same offensive line with the same wide receivers, it, it just, it was a totally different football team. And I think Lincoln Riley is kind of holding things close to the chest for two reasons. One, he doesn't ever let any information go that he doesn't have to. And two, out of respect for Spencer Rattler, he's just trying to like at least make it look like it's a competition this week. Even if he's already, if, even if he already knows where he's going at the quarterback position. How do you view this team? It, it feels early, but I mean, we're, we're basically halfway through the season now. Crazy. And it is. I think going into the Texas game, everyone thought this is maybe the most vulnerable Oklahoma's looked in a while. Uh, but that being said, they just beat the team that most people seem to think was either second or first, if you were kind of power ranking everybody. And they did it with a true freshman quarterback and a, a pretty emotional comeback. Um, so do you feel like the, the thoughts about the vulnerability were a little overblown? Do you see some weaknesses that Big 12 teams can attack? How, how do you see kind of their reign of supremacy continuing this year? Yeah, I think what we've seen from Oklahoma is kind of what they are through six games. You know, they're a team that can make plays defensively, but they also miss a lot of tackles. I mean, they missed 12 on, the, on Saturday against Texas, 15 the week before against Kansas State. Uh, you know, they've got some good talent in the secondary, but they're a little bit banged up. Woody Washington's been out. They've, they're missing uh, Latrell McCutcheon at times. They've been missing uh, Jeremiah Cordell. Deller and Turner Yell isn't necessarily 100%. And so they've, they've had some issues there. You know, offensively, they've been inconsistent. Uh, it got a lot better when Caleb Williams came into the ball game, and I think his ability to run uh, and even just threaten the defense with the run makes them a, a much more difficult offense to stop because it just adds one extra element that the defense has to think about. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, they've won every single way in, in this season, you know, against Tulane, they held on at the end as Tulane rallied, you know, they had a big blowout against FCS Western Carolina, uh, won several close games in a row after that, you know, they had to, to come back and, and win in the last seconds against West Virginia um, and then they had this huge comeback against Texas. And so I, it just seems like they're a team that is going to win ugly at times, and that's okay as long as you continue to win. I think you know, the one positive aspect from this is you can see that this is a team that's resilient 
and they're going to continue to fight hard regardless of what the score or the situation is. And, and I'll throw one more at you, and then we can kind of trade off here. But uh, defensively, you know, they, they basically – the defense kind of won the West Virginia game for them in a lot of ways. Uh, seemed to settle in against Texas. But talking about that pass rush specifically, um, is, this, is this kind of a sign of them taking the next step? That maybe I'm off here, but you could argue that that might be – the best unit on the team like that position group has done a really good job um is this the year where you're, you're finally starting to see some of that emphasis on defense click for Alex Grinch and company yeah 100 I think this is a defense that is predicated off of that front you know Jalen Redmond Nick Bonito even a guy like Ethan Downs who's a, a true freshman you got Reggie Grimes that's playing considerable snaps they're they're missing Jalen Redmond it's Perry Winfrey that's been huge for him the last couple of games but yeah, it is their best unit on the team and they've been productive. They've been effective. You know, at times teams are able to, to negate the pass rush by getting the ball out quickly, uh, but they just keep going. They keep coming at you. And it's, you know, I, I failed to mention Isaiah Thomas. I mean, he's probably one of the most underrated players on the team, but all he does is just come up with big plays. And that, that's going to be the, the key, I think, for TCU on Saturday is how well can they slow them down and can Max Duggan find some space? And, and that's kind of where I want to start with you. Uh, you know, it's been kind of an up and down season for TCU. What did they find against Texas Tech that really helped them to click offensively? What was that running game? You know, they only threw the ball 10 times. Yeah. Um, they, they finally got the ball to Zach Evans on a more consistent basis, even though he left after halftime. He was a little banged up. Uh, but, yeah, you know, they've run the ball well all year. They got two really good backs in Zach Evans and Kendra Miller. Uh, this offensive line, I wouldn't say they're great, but I think they do better firing off the ball and kind of getting, you know, downhill rather than being in pass sets. And when, when Max was asked to throw, he was very efficient. So, um, that's something they can base their offense on this week. I don't think they're going to run the ball, you know, 40 times and throw the ball 10 times and beat Oklahoma. If they do, uh, then I'll, I'll be pretty shocked. So you're going to have to throw the ball more. Um, <laughs> Gary Patterson today kind of dropped a bomb that Zach Evans, Quentin Johnson, and Max Duggan, Max Duggan are all questionable. Um, my, my read on that, John, is that – uh, he is, I guess, throwing some some crap against the wall because Lincoln Riley did not name a starting quarterback yeah. today or on Monday, whenever his press conference was. Uh, but if if any of those guys are not available to play, I think Quentin Johnson would be the most likely that would not play, and that's a pretty big hit for getting those big plays down the field because those are um, and really dugging more with his legs and his arm. But those are the guys that you're like, oh, these are players that can stack up athletically with what Oklahoma is putting, you know, on the field at, at those skill positions. And then tell me what's going on with TCU's defense, because that's, I mean, that's Gary Patterson's bread and butter. It's the thing that helped TCU kind of rise to national prominence. What's going on in 2021 that's had them so inconsistent? Well, they're, they're you know, they're really struggling on the interior defensive line. Corey Bethley, who's a senior, he's been out, um, which I think has hurt them. And, you know, the, the secondary, too, I, I said all offseason, I, I feel really stupid now, but I really thought this corner position would be their biggest strength. And, and Travis Hodges Tomlinson has done a nice job. But Noah Daniels, I don't exactly know what's going on with him. Um, he just hasn't been available very often, which is unfortunate because I think he's an NFL caliber corner, you know, if he's ready and focused. 
Uh, I would expect him to try to go on Saturday. Um, but then behind those two guys, they just really don't have a lot of depth. And, you know, the thing that's out the most is the, the poor tackling. And that's, I mean, that's fundamental football. I don't have a great explanation for why that's failing. You would think regardless of the talent they have, that's something that Gary Patterson would have uh, locked in. But teams have found that if they get the ball, the playmakers in space, um, they can make things happen. And even against Tech, they scored 10 points in the first half. And some of it was in garbage time, but they ended up with 31, you know, and the only team they've held under 30 points this year is Duquesne so far. So uh, it's a real problem. And, and I think even with the inconsistencies on offense, the defense is the more glaring issue right now. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think both teams are probably really looking forward to this matchup on Saturday night in prime time. It should be a, a really good time in Norman. Steven, it's always a blast chatting it up with you, man. Yeah, this was fun, John. Yeah. Locked on Horn Frogs, locked on Sooners. Uh, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Horn Frogs, Daily TCU Podcast, uh, segment number two. You just heard John Williams from Locked On Sooners breaking down this game. And it has been a, a weird and wacky week. And sorry I haven't been – it hasn't been a week where I've been uh, updating news as much because had a crossover episode uh, on Wednesday. Today had a segment with John. Um, but there's a lot going on. Let, let's discuss the TCU injury situation. I mentioned it briefly in this last segment. Zach Evans, questionable. Quentin Johnston, questionable. Max Duggan, apparently questionable. Uh, Corey Bethley's status remains up in the air. Noah Daniels' status remains up in the air. They are just banged up everywhere. Um, so on offense... I mean, the Evans situation, my guess is he'll go because they said after the Tech game that he could have played if it was a, uh, a normal situation and the game was closer. They just decided to let him rest because they had a significant lead and Miller was doing such a good job in, uh, in relief. So I, I think he'll play. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on a, a pitch count like he has been this whole season. Um, Quentin Johnston, I don't really know. I mean, he was in street clothes. He did make the trip, but he wasn't even suited up for the Tech game. So that might have been, hey, let's just make sure you're good to go for Oklahoma, or it could be something more serious. And the Duggan thing, this is this is my take on it. I, I really think he, he might be a little nicked up. Now, I'm not sure how he would have gotten hurt in the Texas Tech game because he threw the ball 10 times. I think he ran a couple times. I remember him having one scramble for a first down on a third and long. Uh, But he wasn't carrying the ball a lot. I don't remember him getting hit much. Of course, you can get hurt in practice. Um, Maybe it's a lingering thing. But I, I, I believe this is just Gary sort of since Lincoln Riley has decided not to name a starting quarterback, and we'll get to that in a minute, I feel like this is Gary just doing some gamesmanship. At least I hope that's the case. Because if Duggan doesn't go, it's going to be Matthew Downing. And Gary Patterson said in his press conference Tuesday that Downing looks good. And you know what? Like, we haven't seen him in about a, a year. He can obviously improve, but what we've seen from Matthew Downing out of his career so far not very promising as in terms of being a starter and having to start a game. 
Um, so all that kind of circling around the team. Bethley, no idea. They've been very discreet about whatever his injury is. And, uh, yeah, it's week to week. So far, the news hasn't been good. I think Noah Daniels is going to play. I don't know how much, but uh, I feel like this is a game that he's had circled for a while. He's going to want to go. And I believe he'll get some snaps. This defense has struggled mightily. And Lincoln Riley has continually had Gary's number. So I am not uh, super hopeful about their prospects on Saturday as far as slowing them down. But we'll see. Having Daniels back there would certainly help. If you have a couple corners that can play, um, that's going to give you a, a big boost against Oklahoma. As far as the Sooners go, Caleb Williams came in against Texas, had a huge comeback. Uh, Spencer Rattler missed a day of practice this week. Lincoln Riley said that was a day he was given off. Um, He hasn't named a starting quarterback. On Wednesday, (laughs) uh, a very creative and smart reporter for the OU Daily, the student newspaper, decided he would bring some binoculars to the journalism building. Apparently, you can see out onto the practice field. So he observed practice and says Caleb Williams was running with the ones for most of the time. Lincoln Riley's response to that was to shut down media availability for the rest of the week. Uh, I don't think it's really a secret. I think Caleb Caleb Williams is going to play the majority of the snaps. And that's fine. Um, He's really good. He's really talented. If you got to see him Saturday, he's mobile. He can move. He was making throws on the run. He's big, physical. Kennedy Brooks is a great running back. They obviously have really good receivers. Hazelwood, Marvin and Mims. Bunch of weapons. Typical OU offense. Defensively, they're solid. Their D-line is good. They give up a lot of points to Texas. They can get after the passer. Nick Bonito, great player. This TCU line will be challenged in pass protection this week. They're going to have to run the football. And hopefully that will open up the passing game. But this is pretty stout defense that Lincoln Riley has, even though UT was able to rack up some numbers on them. Uh, They've done some impressive things. I'm still holding out some hope that even as talented as Williams is, a true freshman quarterback against Gary Patterson defense might mean something. But I also realize this is a, a defense that has struggled mightily, and Riley's had the Frogs number. It hasn't really been close. So we'll see how it plays out Saturday. We'll have more coverage on Friday. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.